Hello and welcome. My next guest is Z West, founder of London-based Innovation Hubs, fintech influencer in U the UK and USA. Z is an entrepreneur, influencer, business mentor, and creative marketeer with experience that spans a diverse range of positions and projects. She's a co-founder of the investment platform FundSafer. Z promotes speaker at a Soho House and Boston Consulting Group on a series of futuristic, immersive, and thought leadership experience. Last year, she won Techstars COVID Hackathon UK and is launching Picnic Bank with an experienced team of banking, fintech, and entrepreneurs. She shares how through Picnic Bank, they are hoping to change the world by making a social impact to the environment and the people who need education. You're listening to Impactful Billionaires, the podcast with award-winning social entrepreneur, Nayasha Kuditsu. Do more, be the impact. A For The Now media production. Really, what are you doing at the moment? Excellent. Yeah. Um, so as you know, I'm I'm working on Picnic Bank. So we're we're uh, ethical and green fintech, and we are we've sort of been working on it for a couple of years. Uh, we've got debt funding secured. We're working on the last bit of equity funding right now, and we're kind of looking at three different pillars. So. We're looking at how we can save the environment. So we're working mm -hmm. with over a thousand brands to create micro missions to reward people for doing good for the environment, oh, which is really exciting. Okay. Our second pillar is all around education mm. and financial well-being. Mm. So yeah, so very much looking at how we bring that into schools, into teenagers, people at university age, and also women and groups that might not necessarily get access to that education, uh, which we feel super super important so we've done loads of interviews around this and how we're going to bring that out into kind of a, a social network around financial well-being mm. and then our, our third thing is how do we help people in poverty and debt and how do we help people in countries where it's very difficult to get a mortgage um mm. actually get a mortgage so they can start on the ladder of of um mm. you know positive <laughs> life yeah. affirming actions around yeah. you know business owning a home oh. and yeah so that that's our main three things and we've we've secured many partners to help us do that and we're now in talks with the u.s license so we're hoping to sit under the u.s license and to start with before you come to uk yes yeah we're it's um actually launching the UK is is um even if you apply for a license and don't buy a license it, it it's around 22 million over three years so it's mm -hmm. um it's a lot a lot of money up front for a startup <laughs> yeah so, yeah, mm -hmm. so we're, we're looking to sit sit under someone else's license for a while and hope that we can start building up the brands through doing that yeah fantastic yeah that's definitely and we know uh um it's, it's I'm very interested in your three pillars as a way of um start you know, a startup because normally 
um, the uh, under normal circumstances, people are looking at the the uh, profit margins, and so you're really looking, starting from the impact. What difference is your business going to be doing in terms of environment, empowering others? And I love the idea of financial well-being. I've never thought about that in my life. But it also comes around the financial literacy, isn't it? There's some people, money is quite a difficult conversation in general. For people. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I've, I've spoken to over 500 people now and, you know, some people have said to me, you know, I'm, I'm 40,000 in debt and I've never told anyone but you, things like that. You know, it's yeah. a really, really difficult conversation, not only to have with ourselves, um yeah. Yeah. but even more you know to have with family and friends because yeah yeah you know people judge you in a different way yeah. Um, yeah. money and society and status and things like that whereas in the US debt is actually used as leverage and it's used in a much more positive way yeah. whereas yeah whereas for example in the UK oh you're in debt that must be awful you know so it it's 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 one thing seeing how you can leverage it obviously to buy houses and yeah. and things like that yeah. and there's there's also a big um, movement coming out of the US called the FIRE generation, which is fantastic. It's called Financially Independent Retire Early. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, so it's I've people, never heard of that. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. There's some really amazing influencers. And we've we've got a few up and coming influencers in the UK talking about it. And it's very much around living a frugal lifestyle and, you know, how to get into property and certain things at an earlier age. Than maybe you'd expect and and how you can propel yourself and look after yourself and your family so mm. um and then retire as, as soon as possible and and have the life style that hopefully yes, the one you want yeah yes yes um it's always been drummed in us really that that you know the the idea of retiring early is is it's not something people think about is it so as a concept so what what will I retire on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly, and they tie down to this uh, job, this thing which goes and wages. It's so true, and and with inflation and mm. actually cost of living right now and, and crisis, it's yeah. I think people are even more worried. I I read a statistic that even in the UK, which is obviously one of the richest countries in the world, we've got one in six people going to food banks now. We've got um. Yeah more and more people in their 60s are continuing to work yeah, because they, yeah, they literally can't afford to retire yeah, and it's it's, it's um yeah it's really it's it's, yeah. it's shocking the statistics yeah. around it i think the retirement age is going to go to 70 and 80 i think 75 and 80 <laughs> every child deserves a loving family and that is why i founded banya fostering an independent provider in 1996 in the past 24 years, we have grown to become one of the largest agencies in the UK. We thrive to support carers and empower children, providing opportunities for brighter futures. Have you ever thought about supporting a child that needs it most? So far, we've helped more than 7,000 children in our care. I think they increased the retirement age. Didn't they increase it to 72 recently? It, yeah, every time yeah. you look around, it's it's gone yeah. up. I think. I think. Yes, yeah, you're right. It was 68, and now it's it's sort of rising. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So it's, they're gonna we're gonna be retiring in our 80s now, <laughs> just to to keep alive, to be alive. And um, 
yeah, so it's, it's really timing that, that your business is is starting on this um on the three pillars. But I'm always, you know, when I'm talking to people about what people are doing right now, I I'm always want I'm interested to find out what you know, if you were thinking about this, you know, in your background, in whatever, people will influence you. Why do you think you do what you do today? Yeah, so I I always knew that I wanted to start my own business. Um, I remember that at university, they said to me, oh, you know, what, what do you want to do in the future? And I said, oh, I know that I want to start my own business. And and that was sort of in my early 20s. I, I realised that, that that's what I wanted to do with my life. And then few various I've you know run innovation hubs I've worked for law firms I've um, obviously worked in fintech and, and banking for about seven years now mm. so I really something my my father said to me that struck me was you know there shouldn't be children crying themselves to sleep because yeah. they're hungry and that mm. that always struck a chord with me and um, it was sort of January 2020 where I came up with the idea for picnic bank and mm. it and that I, you know, I had a really strong vision of of what it should be and and why we should do it. And unfortunately, it's becoming more and more um, needed that we need um, an ethical bank. I've, mm. I, if you research the US, mm. this is a really shocking statistic. You won't believe it, but thirty percent of people in the US are unbanked, yeah. um, and a large percentage of that is because people do not trust their bank. Yeah. So, yeah, they'd much rather keep their their money yeah, under the pillow. Oh dear. Yeah, I mean, I was. That's I can believe it. Yeah, it huge. is, and and we did some. We did a study with Sky Media as well, and they found out that seventy eight percent of every dollar spent in the US is debt. Wow. So yeah, the statistics are very swayed towards us. Unfortunately, having a. <laughs> A difficult time in the future if we're not more aware of, of how we're spending and and the balance of how we're spending you know yeah definitely definitely so yeah. um so it's really what's from from when you were in your 20s you you wanted to do something which made a difference through your business yeah very much i think i could i was i, I very much admired um monzo bank um oh, yeah. actually, yeah, they actually pitched at one of my fintech events many, many years ago. And I was really impressed with the new sort of UX experience and, you know, the, the great card, the coral card that's very famous. And mm. so I saw that revolution happening, the challenger banks in the UK. And then and I had some amazing mentors. I was also um, a mentor myself on mm. uh, finance innovation labs and one of the ladies who ran that was a huge inspiration to me. And she, and she said to me, Anna Fielding, she said, you know, it, it's great what Challenger Banks are doing now, but they need to go one step further. They're not really pushing innovation. You know, they're taking fragments of what banks are already doing and they're probably doing it faster and cheaper, et cetera, et cetera. But they're not really innovating the space. They're not, from my perspective, in a fintech for all or a fintech for good which is what picnic is is mm. you need to push those boundaries and actually go one step further and actually help people and use the technology and the advancements right now into mm. actually helping people with their credit rating mm. so helping the people to actually be on the phone to, to coach them mm. um, we're working with a company called Finexos, which uses ai to help you 
you know train your bank account and, and help your mindset around that so they actually launched um some of the team actually launched Mpasa in Kenya so they're they've always been very focused on how you know help people yeah. um it, as, it, yeah it's the core is very is very uh, yeah it's in Kenya Uganda Eastern Africa and Tanzania yes it's done very well yeah it's a huge mm. huge success so I'm mm. very grateful to be working with people like that that have that you know ongoing drives to to really help and change mm. the way banking is done yes it's really uh interesting to find uh you know to to meet or to collaborate or to just find some people who just so aligned with your vision that normally really helps uh motivate you say oh god actually i'm on the lot sometimes you you think you're you're unique or, or, you know, why am I the only one on this treadmill kind of thing? Why do I think the way? And when you meet other people, it just really supports your, your vision that oh, I'm on the right path. Because are you, what you're doing is quite pioneering, isn't it? It's trying to do things, the same things differently. Yeah, no, we, it is, it is, it is difficult and, you know, it's, uh, it takes a lot longer than you, yeah, than you, than you think. Initially, yeah. yeah, you initially think, you always think, oh, everything will fall into place. Right, this will yes. be really yeah. fun. This will be, but actually, it's many, many hours, a lot of hard work. Um, mm. It's all about hundreds of meetings, um, learning the best investors in, in the field that you should align yourself with. And, yeah. you, know, gain, you know, gaining that experience and really seeing if you have got the right pro- product market fit. If yeah. you, you know it timing is everything if you haven't got that often amazing ideas just don't happen mm-hmm. uh for example Fortnite, the computer game which has which has taken over the world in the last few years that was actually released i think around sort of 2012 2013 the the, the first version of it. Mm-hmm. it you know it didn't go anywhere no one mm-hmm. no one even heard of it didn't mm-hmm. go any you know, nothing happened yeah you know, now look at it, every teenager that you know is, is yeah. playing Fortnite every day. So Yes, yes, it just shows. yes. It just, yeah, the timing is so crucial, isn't it? It's hugely. And, uh, keep, keep going and not be put off about time or that it's been going on for too long. And all of a sudden, you know, I always say if it's meant to happen, it will happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. I meet some amazing, and I've met some amazing people over the last years, you know, that have owned banks, that have run fintechs, and they've all given me wonderful advice, you know, mostly not to do it, but (laughs) (laughs) because, you know, it's such a hard journey and to become profitable. Mm. um, You know, if you look at Revolut Monzo, it's it's very difficult. Starling has obviously become profitable because of bounce back loans and, and lending to lots of businesses. So, they they found the sort of firm footing within the SME lending space mm. um, but you know it it is difficult but actually launching a bank now I've heard is is quite good because of the way interest rates are so yeah time to be yeah. a bank right now yes right. so do you have a a time scale or a deadline or when it's gonna all become live so yeah so my my plan is with my co-founder Marcelo is because uh, we've already got the debt funding, but we cannot deploy the debt funding without the banking license. So hopefully the banking license that we will be sitting under, um, that will go through in the next few months. Oh, and then we can start to 
yeah traction and um my thinking is hopefully we'll we'll launch a beta version hopefully within the next six months yes um and hopefully then people can start using it uh so that Mm. that's the plan in my mind and then obviously looking at how we can launch in the uk and the other places we're looking to launch you know like brazil africa Mm. and the netherlands Mm. so that's 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 the plan at the moment and yeah. finding key partners in each of those countries so that we can align you know the needs in those countries to what picnic will be in each of those countries yes and yes it's a very uh especially when you're starting um to find the again aligned partners people who see your vision and uh, yeah. that is really important to to be aligned so that you know, the message, the brand, it doesn't matter where, whether it's in Kenya or in Netherlands or, or the, if it's, you're on the same vision, the same, you know what I mean, the same yeah. understanding. It's, yeah, you you have to launch with, with sort of strong partners and key principles that will drive the brands mm-hmm. in each of those countries. Otherwise, if you, yeah. you have to be attuned. And that's another thing, you know, you've got banks now with, which are in lots of different countries, but they're not particularly aligned to each of those countries. They just offer the same thing in each country. Yeah. Um, you know, look at the needs of the people. Right. And right. It's, so, it's so different depending what country you're in. Really quite different. Even in Africa, it's the, the different countries, there were so many different needs. So you it needs to be need-led, really, not not to come with your own package. This, this will fit everybody. <laughs> Social Enterprise Success Conference is a non-profit event that celebrates and connects social enterprises with a view to replicating them globally. We offer mentoring and coaching to aspiring change makers and leaders to grow their social enterprise ideas. We create networking opportunities to connect with supporters of social and conscious enterprise. Do more the the impact no no exactly this is this is it so yeah we've you know we've got four teams now that we've built for four different launches mm. um working with one of the people that helped launch metro bank to help yeah. launch and yeah we no we're, we're super excited we feel like we've got the right team in place um yeah. we've got some amazing marketing partners who yeah. and the partners that you know their background is in banking and also in um ecological and green products mm-hmm. so, yeah so from my perspective we've we've got the right fit for that so will you be working with the environmental companies um people who want who are in that space in terms of supporting their their banking needs their their message about what they want to do absolutely um what we're looking at doing is obviously once we've raised the funds is lending to businesses that are are greener um that are more around human well-being whether that be financial mental well-being mm-hmm. helping entrepreneurs mm-hmm. if you, they've got a core be- belief that um fits in with with picnics ethos you know mm-hmm. we'd love to help and support these people and create that community of help you know i've right like i said i've run innovation hubs and that your network is everything you know yes. more no, and yes. more 
yeah it's more and more important so yeah we'll we've we've spoken to many different companies you know we'd we'd like to align ourselves and this Mm -hmm. is one of the reasons we want to launch in the netherlands because they're so far ahead with farming and you know with less water and the circular economy uh so we yeah we obviously want to take that into africa as well and help help farmers and sustainable farming in africa and if you look at water safety Mm -hmm. yeah more and more important and yeah even the uk which you wouldn't think has an issue with water safety we're actually in the the worst five countries in the world for water safety yes yes i mean you just need to look at recently the drought coming up and then it's one extreme next one minute you've got drought the next minute you've got flooding and there's something i miss there (laughs) exactly and i think people really understand that you know sustainable farming is becoming more and more important so you know we want to fund sort of training farmers and and having sustainable farms that we can then boost in each country that can then go and help all the other farms yeah yeah that's a huge mm-hmm. huge thing that we we would love to do and it's very yeah. important yeah. you know and, I've, and as you know yeah. I've got friends that work with David Attenborough and so yeah. we want you know we want people that are literally at the forefront of what's happening mm-hmm. logically yeah. and what really needs to be done yeah. it's not just a greenwashing exercise you know what actually needs to be done what things need to be funded in each country and and that we'll see how we can help that happen yes and it's such a huge um impact isn't it to you know agriculture water you know these are sort of sort of human basic needs and if you can correct that the the impact is just an infinite really it's an it's almost unmeasurable and the multipliers of the impact you have on one person they will multiply it on other people uh, i'm always um surprised about you know just one thing can have you know triple more than triple impact on yeah I completely agree once you've created the narrative as well yeah. and people trust in yeah. that brand you know mm. if you look at um charity water for example they're one of the charities that I think have done amazingly well and you know what they've done is because people are angry with charities because a lot of the the money is spent needlessly and it no one actually sees what really happens no, that happened. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so charity water they get brands to to pay for all that administration costs mm-hmm. so that no money that is given freely by by people that goes towards the administration and then mm-hmm. every single cent goes towards the actual yeah, problems yeah mm-hmm. and they they literally plot on the on using Google Maps exactly where the money is going, mm, yes. how many pumps has been set up mm. in Africa, things like this. So mm. that's the kind, yeah, that's the kind of thing we want to do because mm. we'll learn to trust if you can see things are happening. Where's mm-hmm. my money gone? Yes. What has been done this month? You know, yes, yes. Um, yeah, that's the kind of, oh, that's kind of culture we want to have. And it, it attracts um, uh, donors and investors as well, if they can actually see that movement. Uh, and uh, it's really almost like uh, impact in real life. <laughs> uh, you can actually see it immediately, not, uh, not be lost in the bureaucracy. No, I mean, it shocked me, actually, because I've been giving to Red Nose Day for 
many many years and then they had a news story a few years ago come out and saying they they hadn't deployed a hundred something like 112 million wow. they still had that in their bank account and oh. and as, as we know you yeah. know we all thought that it's going to Africa but and also um poorer families and children yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. um so to realize that they just kept it in the bank account yeah. <laughs> and not not deployed it and it's such a massive brand that people yeah. really you know yeah. they they really, they, put money they really in. trust it as well and it's they're such a they've got such a follower followers isn't it it's huge yeah so yeah um, so that, that's the kind of thing we definitely want to demystify and and be 100 transparent and people can see what we're doing who we're giving it to why we're working with people and as yeah. you know, plotting it as much as possible and where the money's going and mm. um, that's charity or if it's a commercial business you know if it's yeah um agriculture or whatever it is mm. what's happening um yeah. what difference yeah. is it actually making yeah. so it, it's really all it's all about impact what does it difference does it make and you know the pound or the dollar how far you know how far does it go in your organization and what difference is going to make for somebody's life because at the end of all of it it's all really about the, um what difference does it make in somebody's life yeah um, yeah on a day to day basis yeah that that's why it's called picnic because it's it's about creating a level playing field yes. it's, it's about feeding people mm. and it's and it's actually about having fun because uh yes you I know like <laughs> life, life is a brand <laughs> yeah no life has become too serious and yes yeah especially around finances yeah. we're we're all anxious about finances where wherever we are on the on the ladder um yes yes it's yeah, often a big worry for everybody <laughs> because yeah it is it is such a huge uh it's a huge problem and uh, accessing it and um i liked it was some of your thing you talked about poverty and yeah. some people don't have access to it and why should it um what i'm having you know what i mean leveling it i, I really like it yeah, and I don't know whether you've read this book. I think it was written by a French, I think, um, called Leveling, Leveling Spirit. And what he was saying was that uh, we, you know, this d- gap between the ones who have and whatever, it actually, yeah. uh, in, at the end product, it affects us all. A, a, a country where there's huge, what she was saying, that it needs to be level so that the community, and it even went down to mental health of, of those communities is impacted impacted by the, the ones who have even the ones who have mental health because they can see <laughs> that it, not everything is well and i thought it was really interesting oh no i'll definitely have to get that we, we... Yeah, it's, it's called leveling spirit i can't remember the author i think it's some french uh, professor from some university who wrote wrote about it it was just incredible and he no, was talking but... about this leveling um uh, the impact he has to try and make it equal. I mean, life is never that equal, but it's almost fair to make it fair. Yes, totally. I think they've said that it's the worst gap that it's been yeah, in ever. hundreds of years or something. Yeah. And it, yes. that, yeah, that's one thing we're, we're trying to do. So we've, within Picnic, we have a, a concierge, an eco-concierge, um, and it's another way to help and reward people for doing good and, and saving the planet. Yeah. And the statistic you know is that around something like 40 percent of um 
helping destroy the planet in a, in a negative way is done by high net worth. Yeah. So if we can point them in the right direction and help them to do things in a in a greener um, yes. way, and yes. you know they can actually see the data of the impact they're having in a negative way, so that they can see. Actually, maybe <laughs> I won't take that flight. Every child deserves a loving family, and that is why I founded Banya Fostering an independent provider in 1996. In the past 24 years, we have grown to become one of the largest agencies in the UK. We thrive to support carers and empower children, providing opportunities for brighter futures. Have you ever thought about supporting a child that needs it most? So far, we've helped more than 7,000 children in our care. That's it is incredible. <laughs> And I could do I could do it better, or I could you know offset you know like the the carbon footprint. Find ways of individuals uh, to how to offset it. Exactly, exactly. One of our competitors um, are doing very well with that in the US. So they're called Aspiration, mm. um, and they've got you know celebrities on board like Leonardo DiCaprio, and they're very much around offsetting. So uh, they yeah. I think they raise 48 million at the moment uh, so through that, through that yeah yeah oh. I, think, I think it is oh. definitely a way forward because yes people aren't necessarily going to stop what they're doing but at least yes. if you can plant trees and yeah do something more positive yeah. with that and yeah. they can put money towards that that's that's great yes and also an individual um you know might genuinely want to to do to make a difference but they don't know so i'm really interested in your education and it's educating schools and educating the family offices the high work you know what i mean i've been yep. really um thinking about recently how do we get to these people and have these discussions especially the millennium i think they are really thinking that they might not want to create the same couple from their grandfathers or their fathers made and they're thinking but the thing is that there's no education how do they yeah no so i think it's so important it seems like madness doesn't it that we yeah. go to school and we don't actually have a, a lesson plan for for finance as it rules so much of our lives you know from the, yeah. from the words go yeah. So, yeah. You know, we leave we leave our parents house with you know, we should be in charge of finances. We should understand what we're doing. Yes, I know. Oh, loans. Yeah, when we leave uh, yeah, I'm sure being a being a parent, you know, you know this. So, um, yeah. but it no, it, it should fundamentally be taught at school. Mm. And you know, I've spoken to lots of influencers, uh, people on you know they're on the television. I've I've spoken to a lot of people about that. So they're breaking to help work with picnic and mm. in doing that and creating. Mm. A proper um series around financial well-being mm. and hope you know at any age you know because mm. we're all yeah, I remember getting my age, first yeah. bank account mm. yeah 16 and you know you know your parents say oh you must start saving and but that's <laughs> it you don't really you don't really understand why, what <laughs> why do I have to say <laughs> you're there to feed me <laughs> yes exactly mm. exactly and it unfortunately I think you know, when you go to university, you end up, a majority of people end up with student debt. Yes, and right. it already makes you accept debt in your life and think, you know, if, well, I've already 
30 grand in debt so you know any more what, what you know and a few more pounds more doesn't make any difference yes that's just right. yeah incredible yeah but if you know it's i think education uh it's never it's never too late whether you're zero whether you're 70 or 80 or 90 to learn something and being open no. to learning completely agree i think i think now as as well because of the cost of living crisis we're we're all seeing how we can save money how we can have a, a bit of a side hustle you know how can we maybe turn a hobby into something that could make us a bit of money if we're you yeah. know painting or if we're creating videos around gardening or yeah whatever, you know, yeah. whatever it is you know yeah, yeah if it's a, if it's a passion anyway how can that maybe create a side income to to you know pay off some of our credit cards or go for a holiday to Cornwall or you know yeah. whatever it ends up mm-hmm. being but um I think that's yeah. that's the way um we need to look at it how can we save money here or maybe create a bit bit of extra income here yeah yes I know are you good yeah you need to be a bit imaginative and not be caught out um and yeah. and I think all this training you're going to be doing um is going to help a lot of people and uh, so if um the as we come to the end of this uh, chat um if someone was listening and thinking oh i know i'm only a small whatever stone in the middle of the ocean pebble uh, what yeah. three things would you advise how can i make a difference you know some people get actually overwhelmed with mm-hmm. you know world problems the inflation the whatever is going on you know the war you know what i mean people just say god what can i do and so the it actually they, they get overwhelmed so they stop they get paralyzed by it all and so they don't do anything they, they end up, so i might as yeah. well i can't make no, any difference <laughs> what can i do true. no it's so true um well i think you know it's obviously it depends what stage in life you're at and how much money you have etc etc but i think a few, there's a few core things that most people can do and and I definitely witnessed this in the in the pandemic. And that's, you know, you can be there for friends and family. You could start doing, you know, coffee mornings at weekends to support mm-hmm. people in certain ways. There are lots, there are lots of things you can give back in tiny ways with your yeah. community. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. like you said, where you, you know, it, you don't need to start, you know, a, a business or whatever. No, but no, no. even even right right from grassroots, I've, mm-hmm. you know where I live in Oxfordshire I've joined little groups you know there's little gardening groups there's little mm. groups for the environment um there's like you know creative groups you know whatever whatever it is and okay you're you know you're obviously hungry to challenge the system in some way or maybe help people or whatever mm. and maybe through that group you can find a way of doing it um mm-hmm. I run networking groups for example in in London through meetup.com mm. you know and that that helps people collaborate even if that's in film or music or whatever it is Mm -hmm. exactly so even if you feel overwhelmed maybe meet some other people in a similar headspace and then if you've got a little bit of time then you can all work together on a particular project and like I said it doesn't have to be in finance it could be in music it could be creating a short film it could it could be planting you know planting a you know a garden Mm. in your area it literally Mm. 
it literally could be anything. Yeah. It, it yeah. doesn't have to be super yeah. headline yeah. history, yeah. but even yeah. in mm-hmm. pandemic, you know, yeah. people yeah. giving away toys and books and yeah, you know, know. It doing little things. Um, yeah. And and also, it doesn't involve some of it. It doesn't involve any money whatsoever. No. It's just it's just no. your time, uh, and your enthusiastic and you know support. Listening to somebody for five minutes, it doesn't involve much time. It doesn't involve any money. Because that's another thing which um, paralyzes people. So, oh, I, I need to give a lot of money <laughs> to me to make a difference, and I don't have any. <laughs> and right. uh, they they are alternative things you can do. Which doesn't involve money at all. Yeah, I mean, I think you know we've we've got a a, a sort of a pandemic of loneliness. Essentially, mm. you know, people are feeling more and more segregated, and mm. you know, finding it difficult to talk to people. And with all the tragedies we've had happen over the last few years as well, I think mm. you know, like you just said, even if it's just talking to someone, making someone a cup of tea. Yeah, I know. You know, yeah. that yeah. in itself, um, yeah. for a lot of people that's all they need they just yeah. need that time to chat and yeah. go for a walk or yeah. you know plant some you know some vegetables or whatever it ends up being but it mm-hmm. can be super simple and it and it's helping everyone so yeah it's it's also helping yourself yeah. while, while you're helping somebody you're actually helping yourself and I remember my um my my daughter when she was 12 or it's a secondary school they used to go and um uh, uh, on Wednesdays, I think they did community work. They used to go and uh, help um, elderly people with big gardens. They couldn't keep up. And I thought, oh, how nice someone would be really Aww. stressful. And they really looked forward to this. I think they used to be paired up and they would go and go to, a, and I think they used to look forward to that because they were so isolated. They didn't see anyone except these two young teenagers come and dig out the garden. I don't know if they got any idea what they were doing, but it was... <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh. Yeah, they just say, oh, God, someone will going to come and dig it for me or weed those weeds for me. And uh, they'll be chatting oh. away and, you know, teaching them how to, to look after these flowers. They didn't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah, so It lovely. was just something so simple yeah. to go and help somebody whose uh, garden is just, they can't, aff- they can't afford to have a gardener. They, they, can't, they, do, they can't do it, literally, even if they wanted to. No, uh, no. Yeah. no, well, that's, yeah, that's a perfect example, exactly, yeah. where, you know, it doesn't take up too much time yeah. or anything, but it's super yeah. helpful and you learn a skill. So Yeah, learn a skill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You learn a skill while you're there, yeah. So it's a win-win situation. Oh, well, thank you very much for your time. And um, I'm really so excited for you about your vision and what you're going to do. And for me, it's always about the impact it's going to make, the difference it's going to make in people's lives. It's just incredible uh, to have you in this space. And um, I wish you all the best. Oh, thank you. Lovely, lovely to chat, and um, really enjoyed. And yeah. I, you know, I hope to see you, see you soon in yeah. real life. 